With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Saturday, October 15th, 2022. It is 5.58 p.m. Eastern Standard Time as we come to you once again from the WCWSHQ here in Trinity, North Carolina, as we get set to bring you episode number 337 of the WCWUS Radio Network's weekly review show. This is, of course, WCWUS Power Hour, also a 2022 WCWS Hall of Fame inductee. This is Mr. WCWS Chad Henshaw back on the line here with you as we will be reviewing everything that took place this week in the radio network and also in the wrestling world. We will also bring you today's wrestling and pop culture history and birthdays. And also, of course, ladies and gentlemen, any wrestling news tidbits that have come in overnight courtesy of our friends at 411mania.com. If you wish to chime in on anything and everything that we have to talk about here, of course, here this evening, please feel free, of course, to give us a call. The phone number, as always, 1-605-562-0444. Call our ID, 141-364-POUND. And press that one, ladies and gentlemen, if you wish to chime in on anything and everything that we have to talk about here this evening. It is now 6 o'clock, p- 6 o'clock p.m. right on the dot here Eastern Time, ladies and gentlemen. Good to have you here with us 
on Power Hour episode number 337. Let's not waste any time here, folks, and get let's get right into, of course, your wrestling and pop culture history and birthday report. As we start out with, of course, the wrestling portion. Just a minute here, folks, while we, of course, get that all prepped and ready to go. Okay, here we go right here, folks. For today, like I said, October the 15th, let's go ahead and see what we have in store. On this date in 1973, Pedro Morales retained the WWF World Heavyweight title in a Texas death match against Stan Stasiak at a house show in Madison Square Garden in New York City. On his date in 1994, Cactus Jack and Mikey Whipwreck retained the ECW tag team titles, and Shane Douglas retained the ECW World Heavyweight title at an ECW house show at the Harrisburg Military Post in Pennsylvania. On this day in 2001, on the go-home edition of, of Raw from Ottawa for the No Mercy pay-per-view, William Regal was named was named as the new WCW commissioner, and Stone Cold Steve Austin encourages Rob Van Dam to challenge The Rock for the WCW title in an attempt to remove RVD from the No Mercy triple threat main event against Kurt Angle and Austin himself. In the main event, Austin and Booker T faced Kurt Angle and The Undertaker. On the same 2002, Chris Benoit and Kurt Angle defeats, defeats Chavo and Eddie Guerrero in the main event of the SmackDown taping from Toronto, Canada. On the same 2004, Samoa Joe retained the Ring of Honor World Heavyweight title against Rocky Romero at Ring of Honor Gold in Dayton. Also, Ace Steel, CM Punk, and Jimmy Jacobs faced Alex Shelley, Austin Aries, and Jack Evans in the six-person tag team main event. At, on this day in 2005 at Ring of Honor's Buffalo Stampede, Brian Danielson successfully defended the Ring of Honor World Heavyweight title against Steve Carino in the main event. Also, also Nigel McGuinness defended the Ring of Honor Pure Wrestling title against Samoa Joe and Abyss. Alex Shelley and Jimmy Rave faced Austin Aries, Jack Evans, and Roderick Strong in a no-disqualification six-man tag team match. On a day in 2006 at the, at the WWE Raw taping in Los Angeles on a show which aired the following night, Randy Orton and Edge opened up the show by impersonating their Cyber Sunday opponents, DX. Triple H faced Orton in the show's main event. Also, Jeff Hardy defended the Intercontinental title against Chris Masters, Shelton Benjamin, and Super Crazy. On a day in 2007, Kurt Angle <clears throat> defeated Sting for the TNA World Heavyweight title, and Christian Cage defeated Samoa Joe at a TNA t Impact taping in Orlando, Florida. 
On this day in 2011, the first ever WWE Raw taping from Mexico City took place ahead of the upcoming Vengeance pay-per-view as John Cena and Jim Ross teamed up against Michael Cole and WWE champion Alberto Del Rio. Also, CM Punk with Triple H in his corner faced The Miz, Christian, Co- Cody Rhodes, and Mark Henry. As, 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 also, CM Punk with Triple H in his corner faced The Miz. Also, Christian, Cody Rhodes, and Mark Henry took on John Morrison, Randy Orton, and Sheamus. Now, we do have a video, ladies and gentlemen, of the match from Raw picturing, uh, featuring JR teaming up with John Cena against Michael Cole and Alberto Del Rio. We will, ladies and gentlemen, post this match in the video vault so everyone will have an opportunity. Everyone will have, of course, an opportunity to, uh, to of course, check that out. On a day in 2012 on Raw from Nashville, after weeks of speculation, CM Punk's opponent for the WWE Championship at the upcoming Hell in a Cell pay-per-view was confirmed as the undefeated Ryback. Also, Eve Torres defended the Divas title against Layla, and Kofi Kingston faced The Miz. On a day in 2018, Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins put aside their frustrations on Raw from Philadelphia to team up with Roman Reigns and reform The Shield to take on Braun Strowman, Drew McIntyre, and Dolph Ziggler. Also, Ronda Rousey had harsh words for the Bella Twins, and Natalia faced off against Ruby Riot. And one wrestling and one birthday to bring you here tonight, here folks. As today, of course, we celebrate the 49th. Let's see, I'm gonna make sure I have that right. Yes, the 49th birthday today of ECW uh, original Justin Credible. So happy birthday to Justin Credible here today. Now, ladies and gentlemen, give us just one moment, and we'll get we'll gather up your pop culture history and birthday report. I will go ahead and point out, as always, <clears throat> I will go ahead and point out, ladies and gentlemen, that we will provide that that the pop culture history we provide today. will, of course, is, will provide in the same fashion, of course, as we always do, of course, every single every single Wednesday on WCWS Outside the Ropes. On a day in 1581, commissioned by Catherine D. Me- Me- Medici, the first ballet called Ballet Comique de la Reine, de la Reine is staged in Paris. On a day in 1582, Gregorian calendar introduced in Spain, Portugal, and Pontifical States after skipping 10 days after October 4th to sink the calendar. On this day in 1815, Napoleon Bonaparte arrives on an island of St. Helena to begin his exile. On this day in 1969, Vietnam Moratorium Day, as millions nationwide protest the war. And on this date in 1993, Nelson Mandela and South African President F.W. de Klerk were awarded the Nobel Peace Prize. Today in music, I mean, I'm sorry, today in movies and television history, a little, um, of course, a little uh, preview right here. On this day in 2017, actress Alyssa Milano's tweet, 
If you've been sexually harassed or assaulted, write Me Too prompts and and flood or of, of and and prompts flood of replies across Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. On this day in music history in 1977, Debbie Boone's "You Light Up My Life" goes number one and stays number one for ten weeks. And on this day in 1989, Wayne Gretzky passes Gordie Howe as NHL's all-time top scorer. On this day in 1917, Dutch exotic dancer Mata Hari is executed by firing squad for spying for Germany during World War I at Venicines near Paris. Some birthdays today, ladies and gentlemen. Virgil was was born on this date in 70 B.C. He would pass away in 19 B.C. Tamir Khan was born on this date in 1265. He would pass away in 1307. Akbar was born on this date in 1542. He would pass away in 1605. Jose Miguel Carrera was born on this date in 1785. He would pass away in 1821. Friedrich Nietzsche was born on this date in 1844. He would pass away in 1900. And boxing legend John L. Sullivan was born on this date in 1858. He would pass away in 1918. Some other birthdays to speak of, ladies and gentlemen. <coughs> Excuse me. Penny Marshall was born on this date in 1943. Sadly, she would pass away in 2018. Baseball great Jim Palmer today turned 77. Uh, tennis superstar Roscoe Tanner today turned 71. Victor Pesci today turned 67. And Dieter DeChamp, DeChamp today turns 54. I'm going to say in 1860, 11-year-old Grace Bedell writes to Abraham Lincoln telling him to grow a beard. Some weddings to speak of here today. On his date in 1501, heir to the English throne, Prince Arthur, marries Catherine of Aragon. On his date in 1913, author Beatrix Potter, who was 47 at the time, marries solicitor William Helis at St. Mary's Abbots in Kensington in London. And on his date in 1927, writer Graham Greene, who was 23 at the time, would marry Vivian Darrell Browning, at St. Mary's Church in Hampstead, North London. Some divorces to speak of, ladies and gentlemen, on this day in 1993. Baseball player Daryl Strawberry, who was 31 at the time, divorces Lisa Andrews after more than eight years of marriage. On this day, also 1993, guardian angel Lisa Ever Silva files for divorce from Curtis Silva. And on this day in 2002, comedian Tom Green who was 30 at the time, would divorce actress Drew Barrymore, who was 26 at the time, due to irreconcilable differences after less than a year of marriage. Some passings that took place on this day. And forgive, me if I, forgive me if I kind of uh, have a hard time pronouncing some of these names. Tazuz Kosciuszko Kaschenko would pass away on this day in 1817. As we said, Mata Hari would be executed, of course, on this date in 1917. Pierre Laval would pass away on this date in 1945.
Herman Gearing, who was one of the generals, I believe, during, in, during, during the, in, in the days of Nazi Germany, would pass away on this day in 1946. Legendary musician Cole Porter would pass away on this date in 1964. And legendary gangster Carlo Gambino would, would pass away on this date in 1976. Let's see here. On this day, 1987, uh, <clears throat> a cozy assurance from a BBC weather forecaster for viewers not to worry about an impending storm has gone down as the most spe spectacular misforecast in history. So, so apparently there was one that was coming in, but apparently, apparently this gentleman here said not apparently... In his view, it was not did not seem that much, like that was that much of a threat. But of course, it could have. Of course, you gotta keep in mind, ladies and gentlemen, whenever they miss, whenever they miscalculate a weather forecast, you know, th things always start to happen. It could be worse than trying to start a war, big time. <clears throat> Honestly, now your movies and television history and birthday. Birthdays. On a state in 1940, The Great Dictator, a, a satiric social commentary film by and starring Charlie Chaplin, is officially released. On a state in 1951, I Love Lucy, starring Lucille Ball and Desi Arnaz, debuts on CBS. On a state in 1953, John Patrick's play Tea House of the August Moon premieres in New York. Uh, two more moments, 1953, KOIN TV Channel 6 in Portland, Oregon. A CBS affiliate begins broadcasting. Also, WJNL, now known as WFAT TV Channel 19 in Johnstown, Pennsylvania, which was an, is and might still be an independent affiliate, begins its broadcasting. I want to say that in 1954, KLTV Channel 7 in Tyler Longview, Texas, an ABC affiliate begins its broadcasting. I want to say that in 1959, a couple of moments takes place. First off, KNDO-TV Channel 23 in Yakima, Washington, an NBC affiliate, begins this broadcasting. And also on this same date, the TV series The Untouchables, starring the legendary Robert Stack, premieres in the United States. Some birthdays in movies and television, as we said. <clears throat> uh, Penny Marshall was born on this date in 1943, but sadly she would pass away in 2018. Of course, you might remember her also better by her character, uh, Laverne from Laverne and Shirley also did that character on several episodes of Happy Days as well. Some passings in movies, other, other passings, some passings in movies and television. On a stage, 1937, James Marcus, an actor born right here in America, best known for The Eagle and The Lonely Trail, would pass away due to a heart attack at the age of 70. On a stage in 1948, Edith Chapman, an actress of American descent. Now, it says here she was born in 1863. So that would be about... That would be... She would be about at least... Around between 84 and 85 years old when she passed away. On a stage in 1955, Fumio Hayasaka a film score composer of Japanese descent who did Rashomon and Seven Samurai, 
would pass away due, due to tuberculosis at the age of 41. Also, I want to say 1958, John Hamilton, an actor born right here in America, who was well known as, as playing Perry White on the TV show at the on the TV show The Adventures of Superman, would pass away due to heart failure at the age of 71. <clears throat> on this date in 1980s, some of your weddings, ladies and gentlemen, actor Rod Taylor, who was 50 at the time would marry Carol Kikumira. On the same 2011, Shannon Doherty from the TV show Charmed, also, of course, well-known from 90210, who was 40 at the time, would marry photographer Kurt, Kurt Ishwarniko, who was 37 at the time in Malibu. On the same 2016, Robbie, Robbie Emil, best, best known for the TV show The, the Flash, who was 28 at the time, would marry actress Italia Ricci, Ricci, who was 29 at the time in downtown Los Angeles. Also 2016, Diana Agron, best known for her role on the TV show uh, Glee, who was 30 at the time, marries Mumford & Sons banjo player Winston Marshall, who was 27 at the time in Morocco. And one divorce, as we said, 2002, Tom Green would divorce actress Drew Barrymore due to, due to irreconcilable differences after less than a year of marriage. Uh, let's see. Oh, sorry about that. Now, your music history for today on the state in 1886. Modest Moskorsky's musical fantasy Night on Bald Mountain premieres at Kononov Hall in St. Petersburg, Russia. On, say, 1905, Claude Debussy's symphonic sketch Lemur premieres in Paris. On, say, in 1917, as we said, Dutch exotic dancer Matahari is executed by firing squad for spying for Germany during World War One at Vincennes near Paris. On a set in 1925, William Landry's opera Beatrice would premiere in The Hague. On a set in 1955, Buddy Holly opens for Bill Haley and his comments in Lubbock, Lubbock, Texas, and impresses Nashville scout Eddie Crandell, leading to, a, leading to a recording contract with a misspelling that creates Buddy Holly. Now, as you know, Buddy's real last name was spelled H-O-L-L-E-Y, but a lot of people around these days remember it better as H-O-L-L-Y. And I think H-O-L-L-E-Y is actually the correct spelling of Buddy Holly's last name. On a state in 1960, Laughs and Other Events closes at Barrymore Theater, New York City after eight performances. On a state in 1969, the Third Country Music Association Awards takes place as both Johnny Cash and Tammy Wynette win at that event. And on a state in 1973, the Seventh Country Music Association Awards takes place. Roy Clark, from Hee Haw fame, wins at that event. Some birthdays in music history. On a state in 1723, Johann Andreas jo Joseph Giulini, a composer of German descent, was born in Augsburg, Bavaria. 
Uh, he was he was known for Canticum Zakaria. He was actually baptized in Augsburg, Bavaria, by the way. But he would pass away in 17. Now, it says here that he was born in 1723, but he passed in 1722. There might be a little bit of a typo here in this. So we'll we'll find out the actual we'll find out the actual date because I mean he I mean he he would uh, unless unless they mean seven seventeen something else and the number two I'm not sure but we'll have to find that out of course here and see on the date in seventeen sixty one Peter Gronlund was born in Wilster Germany he was a composer of Danish descent he would pass away in eighteen twenty five. On a state in 1762, Samuel Adams Holyoke, a composer of American descent, was born in Boxford, Massachusetts. He would pass away in 1820. And on a state in 1775, Bernhard Heinrich Crissell, a composer of Swedish-Finnish descent, was born in Usakapunki in Finland. He would pass away in 1838. As we said, two deaths in the world of music, as we said, Matahari. Passed away in 1917. We know why there. And also Cole Porter passed away on this date in 1964. <clears throat> on a, Some weddings here on this date in 1963. Folk singer Mary Travers, who was 26 at the time, would marry portrait photographer Barry Feinstein, who was 32 at the time. They would divorce four years later in 1967. On a state in 2001, Slash of the guitarist for Guns N' Roses, who was 36 at the time, would marry his second wife, Perla Farrar, who was 27 at the time, in Hawaii. They would divorce 13 years later in 2014. And as we said before, 2016, Diana Agron of Glee would marry Winston Marshall of the group Munford & Sons in Morocco. And now your sports history and birthdays here, folks. I'm going to say in 1912, the Red Sox's Red Sox Tris Speakers makes Tris Speaker makes only one World Series unassisted double play from the outfield. I'm going to say in 1917, during the Baseball World Series, Chicago White Sox beat the New York Giants four to two at Brush Stadium to clinch Series four to two for their second World Series triumph. On a state in 1923, Baseball World Series, the New York Yankees beat the New York Giants 6-4 to, six to four. in Game 6 at the Polo Grounds for a 4-2 series win. is the Yankees' first World Series victory. On a state in 1925, Baseball World Series, as the Pittsburgh Pirates would beat the Washington Senators 9-7 in Game 7 at Forbes Field for a 4-3 series victory. Pirates' first team to recover from 3-1 to one deficit in a seven-game series. On a state in 1928, Walter Johnson signs a three-year contract to manage the Senators. On a state in 1933, Philadelphia Eagles play first NFL game as they lose to the New York Giants 56-0. On a state in 1935, the, the St. Louis Eagles of the NHL officially fold. And on a state in 1937, rather than accept any trade offers, the Yankees release Tony Lazeri. Some other birthdays to speak of, ladies and gentlemen. 
John L. Sullivan was born on this date in 1858. He would pass away in 1918. So he would probably somewhere be close to 60 years old when he passed. Uh, Jim Palmer today turned 77. Roscoe Tanner turned 71. And Victor Pecci today turned 67. And also, ladies and gentlemen, one passing here, Paul Allen would pass away on this date in 2018. And, of course, one divorce, as we said, on this day in 1993, baseball player Daryl Strawberry divorces Lisa Andrews after more than eight years of marriage. So, ladies and gentlemen, there you have it right there with your wrestling and your pop culture history and birthdays here, of course, for today. Keep in mind that the godfather of soul, Justin Lewis Fleming, does bring you your daily wrestling and pop culture history and birthday reports as of course they are posted on wcw us fan empire of course that's the wrestling portion <coughs> facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash wcw us appreciation and the pop culture portion on wcw us entertainment cavalcade facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash wcw us entertainment also, ladies and gentlemen, if there is any in the pop culture portion, if there are any sports-related pieces of history, ladies and gentlemen, we will post that, definitely post that in the on the page, WCWS Sports Roundup, facebook.com forward slash groups, forward slash WCWS Sports Time. Also, keep in mind that he, alongside the human suplex machine, John Gross, does bring us, of course, our wrestling and pop culture history and birthdays, of course, Every, uh, every, of course, on some occasions they will bring it on Mondays when myself and the Iceman Jared Geralmo are not able to bring it. <coughs> but they they do, of course, do provide it every single Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday on WCWS Revolution, and every Thursday, uh, Thursday, excuse me, on NWO Wolfpack. 6.26 p.m., ladies and gentlemen, 1605-562-0444, caller ID 138, uh, <clears throat> I'm sorry, 141364-pound, excuse me. Uh, this is episode, I do believe that's the 300, 377 of WCWS Power Hour. Mr. WCWS, Chad Hinshaw, of course, here on the line here with you rest of the panel we keep up the handle of course taking it easy after a big time of course uh uh big time uh, array of uh, wrestling action did of course take place uh, uh we saw of course a lot of big time uh, surprises and all that in in the wake of course of what happened last saturday of course at the extreme rules event Raw and SmackDown, of course, were kind of uh, aftermaths, of course, of Extreme Rules. Um, everything, of course, from <clears throat> uh, Seth Rollins, of course, pulling off the ultimate upset here, ultimate victory. Um, after, of course, Brock Lesnar made his return to Raw and actually delivered an F5 to Bobby Lashley, thereby, of course, in a way, kind of uh, costing Lashley the United States title, of course, with Seth Rollins winning it. Also, also, of course, here, ladies and gentlemen, <clears throat> uh, 
we also of course saw laser we also of course saw uh the the of course the return of uh the oc uh dot gallows and carl anderson back up aj styles of course as they now apparently going to be starting a big feud with of course the judgment day so obviously Finn balor damian priest dominic mysterio and rhea ripley of course are definitely going to have to start doing some watching out and i'm sure like i said that edge is not too that edge of course is not too uh is not is not done of course with the judgment day especially after after of course what uh after what happened at extreme rules when beth phoenix actually tried to come in and and of course and of course obviously tried to of course uh, inter intervene here as well as as we said all along that of course if edge is somehow involved in this thing going on to try to knock out take down the judgment day then obviously, of course, uh, Beth Phoenix definitely would have to be involved here to kind of counteract Rhea Ripley, because that's been the only reason why nobody's been able to do that is because uh, apparently, ladies and gentlemen, that Rhea Ripley, of course, is a female competitor. And of course, I'm sure that's one thing that WWE is trying to prevent from happening is for any of the guys to knock out any of the girls. So apparently, unless, of course, they find a female competitor that would be that's that i mean and not to take anything away from beth phoenix she is a very tough tough as nails competitor but i mean right now with what with the thing is is that costing edge that victory in that i quit match of course over finn balor by 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 saying by <clears throat> by telling edge that if you do not say i quit then they're going to injure beth phoenix i think edge did not have that much of a choice and was made to do so even though of course officially he there was still a lot of fight of course here in in beth phoenix here as well of course also another thing that stemmed out of this was the fact that ray mysterio continued to refuse to fight his flesh and blood his son and of course you know that was evident of course we saw on smackdown that it was mysterio telling triple h that he was prepared to quit because he's that that because because this whole situation going on with the Judgment Day, that he was not about to he was not about to lay a hand, you know, physically of course on his son in, in any fashion, even though Dominic was continuing to pressure him to do so. Ray says he was not going to do to do that, and he told Triple H he was about to quit, even though he loved being in WWE and all, but Triple H was able to work it out a little bit to where they actually had a match scheduled of course to determine who was going to who, who, who was the next person that was going to face gunther for the intercontinental title of course as you know carrying cross was scheduled to be in that match as apparent but unfortunately as you saw at the beginning of smackdown apparently he was involved in a car wreck um and just about, about when they were prepared to take him away to be checked out Drew McIntyre came out, of course, uh, especially after a little bit. Especially, you could probably tell that McIntyre was definitely distraught after what Karrion Cross, of course, uh, did in that strap match. Of course, at Extreme Rules, he was looking for a little bit of payback, and he was going to do any, do it to any means necessary and try to try to take down, of course, uh, Karrion Cross in any way, shape, or form, and only made the situation, of course, with Karrion Cross a little bit worse. So. 
so late so <clears throat> it, so it was carrying cross out of the picture and all that they needed to find a replacement and so triple h arranged it so where rain mysterio would of course end up being would end up being of course that replacement of course um would end up being that replacement of course keep in mind there as well that uh, you had ricochet to deal with you had Solo Sioka of the Bloodline, who was hoping to, who was hoping to probably bring another championship belt into the Bloodline, we got the chance to face Gunther, and also of course, obviously Sheamus <clears throat> that would bring in if he won, he would have another opportunity at Gunther, Gunther to try to bring the Intercontinental Title to the brawling to the brawling brutes, and of course, being no DQ and all that, uh, it was of course all out physical physical. Uh, um, match up here of course indeed and of course keep in mind here folks that we did have the we did have of course ridge holland and uh butch of course of the brawling brutes get involved we also had jay uso and also <clears throat> sammy Zayn of the bloodline get involved in that and <clears throat> and of course obviously there was a thing going on but now apparently just between the bloodline and the and the brawling brute and the brawling brutes <clears throat> but of course, but of course, with a couple out of the equation, it led to just Ricochet and Rey Mysterio, and Rey was able to, of course, get the win over Ricochet to get the pin on Ricochet to, of course, get that, that opportunity to face Gunther for the Intercontinental Title. Uh, when that will happen, I don't know. But of course, with Gunther being, of course, you know, you know, big time here, that's that's going to be interesting to see, of course, what will happen. Also, obviously, ladies and gentlemen, at Extreme Rules, as you know, we did see the return of Bray Wyatt. <clears throat> and, of course, on SmackDown, he came out, and he was he was very emotional because he had not been, of course, at WWE for quite some time. And, of course, uh, and, and the fans pretty much embraced Bray, Bray Wyatt. We don't know what he's listed as, as, as a, either as a heel or as a babyface. We're not sure about that. To me, it sounded like to me a baby face, but of course, you know that could, that could possibly be a difference a difference maker at some point down the road. Uh, but nevertheless, you had uh, you had of course so you had of course him um, you know coming out saying you know that how he lost several important people in his life, and obviously one of those was in a reference to of course what happened two years ago. When we lost, of course, uh, John Huber, who was better known in WWE as Luke Harper, and of course, who was known in AEW as Brody Lee. Uh, <clears throat> but uh, and of course, I'm sure, and I'm sure, like I said, ladies and gentlemen, this is going to be, of course, an ongoing thing here. I mean, if that's who Bray Wyatt's got to face now, we'll have to wait and see, of course, what will happen. Of course, with that, and I'm glad that at least for the most part, that it did not it did not end with 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 uh, with Roman Reigns and the Bloodline. I mean, I'm, I was glad to of course see that. Um, of course, obviously, you, I'm sure I think at some point there down the road, you did also have Ronda Rousey come out and talk about how she uh, she prevailed in picking up the SmackDown Women's Title for a second time. Of course, over Liv Morgan. And I'm sure at some point down the road, Liv Morgan is going to have, of course, that rematch opportunity um, against Ronda. So I'm sure the same between Ronda Rousey and Liv Morgan is not 
is not uh, is not too far is not too far is not as far from over. So I'm sure Ronda Rousey's looking behind her back even as we speak. But nevertheless, of course, here uh, also you got to keep in mind. Of course, Impact was really was really hyped up this week, especially after what happened last the, the previous like a week ago yesterday at Bound for Glory. Uh, of course, uh, <clears throat> we saw we saw quite a bit. Of course, uh, quite a bit. Of course, take place here, um, including, of course, a big uh, six-woman tag in which we saw the former Knockouts Tag Team Champions VXT team up with Giselle Shaw, and they actually got the win on the new uh, Knockouts uh, Tag Team Champions. Uh, Jessica and Taya Valkyrie, and also, of course, uh, Rosemary. Um, so, but nevertheless, here it was a, it was a, uh, of course, AEW did not disappoint, of course, here as well. It was all hyped up, especially with them being in Toronto, and being in Toronto, Canada, first time up in Canada. We saw a lot of, we saw a lot of interesting things happen there, including, of course, uh, obviously, uh, Jericho, of course, retained the Ring of Honor World title as he continues to do what he can to kind of disgrace the meaning of the championship, of course. Um, and I know at some point down the road, somebody will get the belt off of him. Um, just keep in mind, of course, this was just like when he first won the AEW World title. It was just one of those occasions that <clears throat> it was just, of course, one of those occasions that... Uh, that he had to boast and gloat and brag and everything like that. Um, but of course, nevertheless here, folks, AW dynamite, of course, was a, was, was another, uh, dynamite, uh, win, of course, as well. Rampage did not disappoint to my understanding. Um, there were several, there were certain things that of course, obviously that everyone on the panel did not really, really was not really fond of. We did hear, of course, this week from, in addition to, of course, the Iceman, Jared DiGirolamo. We also did hear from, of course, the human suplex machine, John Gross. We also heard from the King of Clubs, Mitt Patel. We also heard from the, God, the Godfather of Soul, Justin Lewis Fleming. Um, also keep in mind, of course, ladies and gentlemen, we did, of course, officially this past Tuesday finish the, the, the match from, of course, a week ago this past Tuesday, Tuesday, to of course um for the for as you know we had a match going on with six wcws trivia championship series belts of course up for grabs and of course jd and john both have a win had one win up on each other of course first off in a uh and wrestling trivia uh john of course obviously <clears throat> uh won the match and of course retained his three belts and then won the three belts from JD. And then of course, in the, in a wrestling jeopardy round, we had, of course, uh, we had, of course, JD, of course, pull off the win over John and he won back his belts. And plus he won the belts that John had. And of course, going into this, ladies and gentlemen, we kind of split this up and all that with, of course, the week before, of course, was getting a little bit late, and we were unable to. We were hoping to get something done this past. We were hoping to get to get something done last week, but unfortunately, we had several. We had several. We had several conflicts take place, of course. Uh, so, <clears throat> but.
but we finally got it done. All that here, keep you got. We finally got it done. Keep in mind that, of course, we we extended it from two to two hundred fifty or more to win to three hundred points or more to win. Uh, JD was ninety five points out, and <clears throat> J no JD was ninety five points out, and John was forty nine points out. And then from a, it took one survey, ladies and gentlemen, one whole survey, plus, of course, part of another one to, of course, secure the win for the Iceman, Jared DiGirolamo, who, of course, got an even 300 points, ladies and gentlemen, over John, who, who came very, very close. He was, he, he made all the way up, made it up to 291. But in the long run, ladies and gentlemen, the Iceman, Jared DiGirolamo, prevailed. And, of course, he took home, of course, his WWF-US Brahma Bull Championship, the WCW-US 2K Championship, also the NWA-US Great American Bash Championship, the the (coughs) NJPW-US United States Championship, Also, of course, the uh, Impact U.S. Global Championship and and the GCW U.S. World Heavyweight Championship. Of course, he does have several. He does have one challenge, of course, the thing about, and that is, of course, uh, Mr. Hulkamania Bob Ziegler has did request a few weeks back about a rematch, of course, for his um, for his uh, for the belt that JD defeated him. JD won from him, and that was the Brahma Bull title, and he also won another shot at the 2K title. So we'll find out at some point down the road when JD and Bobby will be able to have will be able to have this match. But we will keep you informed, of course. Here, uh, ladies and gentlemen, for <clears throat> we will of course let you know about when we will of course have, of course, this and other of course trivia championship series matches. Uh, coming up really, really soon on all of our shows. We hope to even re- utilize, once again, WCW US Wrestling Championship Challenge to, of course, have the, have the, the guys come on and take care of the, your, their business on that show as well. So be sure to be listening out for that here as indeed. Now, ladies and gentlemen, at 6.42 p.m. Eastern Time, as we said, this is Saturday, October 15th, 2022. <clears throat> for episode 377 of WCWS Power Hour, Mr. WCWS Chad Hinshaw, of course, right here with you. Uh, <clears throat> let's go ahead and now go to 411mania.com and bring you, of course, some wrestling stories that have come in, of course, overnight. Uh, keep in mind here, of course, that the radio network, as always, thanks our friends at 411mania.com for allowing us to read their stories on all of our shows. Of course, in addition to right here on uh, Power Hour, also, of course, on Revolution, Wolfpack, Raw Radio, Outside the Ropes, uh, WCWUS This Morning, as well as Wrestling Revisited, Wrestling Debate, and also, of course, on Sports Machine. And we hope to get several more of our shows up and going in the last few last little bit of 2022, and we'll keep you informed about when. Uh, we'll keep you informed, of course, uh, with, of course, through 411 Mania on, on all the stories of the day. Of course, not just wrestling, but also movies and television 
as well as some as well as music, games, and even some stories pertaining to the MMA. So we'll keep you informed about all of that, of course, as well. The first story we have tonight, uh, Joseph Lee posted this story here this evening. <clears throat> as we have an updated list of TV shows that Roman Reigns or Roman Sucks is advertised for leading up to Crown Jewel and Survivor Series. Roman Reigns is booked for very few TV dates leading up to the Crown Jewel and Survivor Series pay-per-views next month. That is, of course, include the following. On October 28th, SmackDown in St. Louis. This, this may be a double taping as there is no SmackDown event advertised on November the 4th due to Crown Jewel taking place on November the 5th. On Halloween night, Monday Night Raw in Dallas, Texas. Also November 11th is SmackDown in Justin's Neck of the Woods in Indianapolis. And November 18th, the SmackDown in Hartford, Connecticut. He's not booked for the November 21st Raw in Albany or the November 25th SmackDown in Providence, both of which are the go-home shows for Survivor Series. So he's trying to, of course, so what he's trying to do, of course, here is, like I said, try to gain a little bit of an advantage here, so that way that whomever he's going to be facing at Survivor Series, that he has a little bit of a restful advantage, if you will. So, but keep in mind, ladies and gentlemen, that Roman Reigns does, in fact, suck. Joseph Lee posted this story here tonight as the great Muda credits demons for his AEW Rampage appearance. In an interview with Wrestling Inc., the great Muda spoke about his appearance on AEW Rampage last month, where he saved Sting from the House of Black. He said, if you look back on the history of great Muda, the first thing that comes to mind is Sting. Great Muda was also energized and motivated by all this. When the gates of the demon world opened up to me, suddenly I was in AEW's ring. I saw Sting and knew that if I saved him, he would come to my retirement match in Yokohama. So, and of course, keep in mind that Great Muda is on his retirement tour. So, um, so we, so we, so who knows? There might be something big going on. There is some something going to be big going on here, of course, here for that as well. Great Muda, of course, one of the best superstars of all time. And, of course, him and Sting have had a few little battle, great battles here and there over the years, indeed. Joseph Lee posted this story tonight as two more matches have been added to next week's edition of Impact Wrestling. Impact Wrestling has announced two more matches for next Thursday's episode on Axis TV. They will include Taylor Wilde taking on Mia Yim and Joe Hendry taking on Jason Hotch. The updated lineup does include the following. The Impact Wrestling Tag Team titles as the OGK, of course, Matt Taven and Mike Bennett will take on the team of Heath and Rhino. Eric Young will take on Rich Swan. Tommy Dreamer and Bully Ray will take on Chris Bay and Ace Austin. Tether Wild versus Mia Yim. And Joe Hendry will take on Jason Hodge. Of course, you can check out the tweet, of course, here on Impact Wrestling's uh, Twitter account. And also, you can watch the video, of course, as well. <clears throat> Joseph Lee posted this story here tonight as Angelo Dawkins getting positive reviews 
backstage for his recent matches. Papo Select, report, Papo Select reports that Angelo Dawkins has been getting positive reviews backstage for his, for his recent singles matches. One source praised Dawkins for his improvements in, in, his, in physique, in-ring ability, and the style he worked. Another said that it's not an accident that Dawkins has been working more singles matches since the summer. He's had as many singles matches from June 20th as he's had from WrestleMania from 2021 through May of this year. The source noted that people higher up had also been praising Dawkins. It said that Dawkins will continue to be put into this role as time roll as time goes on. Fifo asked an AEW talent about it, who said they think Dawkins could be the member of the Street Profits that breaks out with more opportunities. Hmm. So who knows that something might be going on. Of course, along with uh, um, I don't know, they may be plans on something about possibly breaking up the profits. I don't know, but we'll have to wait and see on that. Joseph Lee posted this story here tonight as AEW is hosting a meeting greet along with John Moxley on Monday. AEW has announced that there will be a free meet and greet with John Moxley on Monday. For those who bought the tickets to Tuesday's AEW Dynamite, it will take place at the Heritage Bank Center at 4.30 p.m. Fans will get a free photo with Moxley, but he will not be signing items. This is only open for those who bought tickets to Tuesday's show. So. <coughs> so you can check that tweet out on AEW's Twitter account if you wish to, of course, see that. And of course, that's going to be in his hometown of Cincinnati. So, our next story right here, folks, as Jeffrey Harris posted, posted this story today, as Melina talks about how women in WWE would be punished with gimmick matches. During a recent interview with Wrestle Purist, former WWE superstar Melina. Discussed how demeaning gimmick matches used to be used as a punishment against women in WWE during the Divas era. Here are some highlights via Fightful. Melina on how things have changed in WWE. Melina says, we're blessed to have this contract, this opportunity, and not to say that, hey, let me bash the company, whatnot. There's so many structure like, structure like the top person has to delegate to this person, and then these people... It's like it can't be controlled unless it's delegated, so I can't blame the whole entire company, whatever. But this is the thing. There are things within the roster where things should change, but it hasn't. It's still kind of trickling from the years and decades and the eras prior. Certain attitudes or maybe viewpoints, it's still there. So whatever toxicity is slowly getting flushed out, but not fast enough. So when it comes to a coalition or anything where it's like, Hey, girls, let's get together. We're lucky that we have a job, but we don't want to lose our job, and we've seen people come and go. Lean on how women in WWE would be punished with gimmick matches. Melina says it's like, how do we go about where we keep our jobs but kind of like push in and not get and not get heat? We kind of come together, and then it's like, okay, pick your spots, and we get punished. Our punishment was, hey, here's a lingerie match right after you did something extraordinary. Or here's like, I don't know, a swimsuit match. 
they would do stuff like that to see what kind, what kind, what we'll see what we do. It's like, okay, well, they're going to throw at us at this point. I turned into, in my mind, I turned into like a game. Like, okay, let's see what they're going to have, what they're going to have us do now. Okay, they want to see our reaction to this. So we would post this, 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 uh, this episode of the Wrestle Purist. And we do credit to Russell Pierce for this, of course. Uh, this right here is they talked to Melina. We will post this, ladies and gentlemen, in the interview corner Facebook page if you wish to, of course, check out what she has to say. <coughs> this story just now coming in. Joseph Lee posted this story as there is an update on New Japan Pro Wrestling status of the Good Brothers. After the W, after their WWE return, Papa Select has an update on the Good Brothers and New Japan Pro Wrestling after their recent return to WWE this past Monday on Raw. Both Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson had interest in WWE while they were in Impact Wrestling and didn't keep that a secret. Their Impact deals were extended for a month and eventually ended in late August. The two have been working in New Japan Pro Wrestling without contracts and on a verbal commitment. Although Anderson still became the never open weight champion, however, New Japan Pro Wrestling were aware that they were going to WWE even though they had committed the dates to Wrestle Kingdom 17 in January. Future shows with New Japan Pro Wrestling are still happening. There are also hopes that the two will work Wrestle Kingdom, but that's not confirmed at this time. WWE will be allowing them to fulfill their dates. A source said the two signed a big money deal to return to WWE. So, of course, ladies and gentlemen, it does seem that obviously with, of course, Vince McMahon out of the picture, that they are, they are, they were, they were kind of free to, to obviously, of course, um, do this. Uh, they didn't have anything to worry about. Uh, <coughs> it, they did not have anything to worry about. Uh, um to worry about here as far as WWE was concerned. Jeffrey Harris posted this story here today as we have today's NWA USA live stream as, of course, we have a junior heavyweight title match featuring Homicide versus Doug Williams. NWA is now streaming today's episode of NWA USA. Here is the lineup right here and the episode, of course, right here. The NWA junior heavyweight championship match. Homicide, of course, will defend the title against Doug Williams. Last man standing match, Mayweather will take on Jax Dane. Pretty Empowered will take on the team of Missa Kate and Maddie. And Mercurio and the Ill-Begotten will take on the Fixers and Matt Vine. And you can check out, of course, the tweet about today's episode of NWA USA on the NWA Twitter account. Jeffrey Harris posted this story here tonight as WWE files trademarks for Take Ledger, Eka Brown, and more. Fightful reports that WWE recently filed trademarks for on several names back on October 11th this week, including Tank Ledger, Eka Brown, Luca Crucifino, and Tavon Heights. 
Tank Ledger is Joe Spivak, a recent WWE Next in Line hire. He recently debuted on the October 14th edition of NXT Level Up. The trademarks were followed. Of course, obviously, as you know, the same trademarks that we always see coming in from the United States Patent and Trademark Office. That, of course, they'll use these. Uh, they'll use this to, of course, for this is to be used towards posting stuff on everything from social media to, of course, uh, possible, like I said, T-shirts and other merchandise and all that stuff, as we all as we already know. Jeffrey Harris posted this story today as. SmackDown overnight viewership slightly down this week, but the ratings were steady. Spoiler TV has the preliminary TV numbers for last night's edition of WWE SmackDown on Fox. Overall, the numbers appeared to be fairly consistent with the, the preliminary, one, preliminary ones from last week. Last night's show averaged 2.129 million viewers. That's based on 2.175 million viewers for hour one and 2.082 million viewers for hour two. The audience fell from the final number from last week, which was 2.243 million viewers. For comparison, the overnight audience for last week's show was 2.133 million viewers. So last night's preliminary audience came in just under that. In the P18 to 49 key ratings demo, SmackDown drew a 0.5 rating. That was enough. The top of the ratings in broadcast primetime programming for Friday. The number is identical to the overnight rating in the key demo for last week. The final rating for last week's show was 0, 0. 0.54. And of course, ladies and gentlemen, Blue Bloods on CBS topped the viewership for last night with 5.798 million viewers. Final SmackDown numbers will likely be out on Monday. And ladies and gentlemen, one more story to bring you before we get ready to wrap it up here tonight. Justin Lee posted this story here last night as Cody Rhodes is said to be ahead of schedule in recovering from his injury. The Wrestling Observer Newsletter reports that Cody Rhodes is said to be ahead of schedule in recovering from the torn pectoral muscle he suffered this past summer. He's currently working with DDP while he gets back into shape. His day-to-day -day life is back to normal, but he can only use extremely light upper body weights. As for return to WWE, there is currently no date scheduled. It was previously rumored that he could be back with the Royal Rumble. However, he may be ready by day one on January 1st, 2023, which is in, in his hometown of Atlanta. So we look forward to hopefully seeing Cody sometime, of course here in january but uh we will keep you informed of course of any more progress for for the american nightmare to, on that note ladies and gentlemen i want to thank you very much for joining us here tonight for episode 377 of wcws power hour keep in mind that we are continuing to post a lot of great stuff on all of our pages on facebook be sure to check out all of our pages on facebook <clears throat> and give your personal thoughts and opinions as to everything yeah, we posted rather it's like pictures, videos, uh, just general posts, period, just to see what we have on there. And you can give your personal thoughts and opinions about it, of course, here as well. 
Also, keep in mind, ladies and gentlemen, be sure to check out all of our past episodes, of course, on TalkShoe. And be sure to, you can offer your thoughts and opinions about them, of course, here as well. Uh, I'll be back, of course, tomorrow morning at around 8 a.m. for WCWUS this morning, 805-8613 pound. As we will, of course, ladies and gentlemen, in addition to your, uh, in addition to, of course, your wrestling and pop culture history and birthdays for tomorrow, we'll bring you a lineup as to what will be taking place. <clears throat> Excuse me, as will be taking place, of course, this week in the radio network. And also any additional wrestling news and views that will, of course, be coming through overnight. Um, we'll be definitely, we'll definitely report that, of course, tomorrow morning. So be sure to join us at 8 o'clock a.m. Eastern Standard Time for, <clears throat> for our next episode of WCWS this morning. Of course, at 8 a.m. Eastern tomorrow morning. One quick note I want to make, ladies and gentlemen, is that, of course, as I mentioned on Revolution last night, we want to send out our thoughts and prayers. Of course, as we mentioned here before, Mr. Hulkamania, Bob Ziegler. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, he uh, got the news, of course, right before Revolution went on the air last night. And he has given me, of course, special permission to, of course, to, of course, uh, mention this, that, that uh, Bobby is... Uh, has recently contracted the infamous virus, if you know what I'm talking about. Of course, the one that spawned the entire pandemic two years ago. Yes. I don't like saying the name of it, ladies and gentlemen. It still kind of bothers me to to say that. But uh, but but we uh, apparently, ladies and gentlemen, he was at work yesterday, and he thought at first it was primarily a head cold, and um, he had mentioned it to me. He said he would keep me informed and all that. But apparently, he he um, he informed myself and several other folks right away that apparently he actually kind of tested himself with one of the little tests they have out there to test to test yourself to see if you have the virus. And sure enough, ladies and gentlemen, he did. In fact, he does. In fact, have it. So I have heard that the, of course, the quarantine thing is like on a five-day basis. I think they lowered it from when it was originally. I think it was originally like a, like a, like seven days or something. They lowered it down to five. But so he will be in that for quite some time. So let's continue to say a little prayer for, uh, for 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 Bob here, and uh, we hope to have uh, have any more information that does come in, of course, concerning. Mr. Hulkamania, I will definitely bring that here to you between, of course, uh, now and also, of course, uh, this coming week here in the radio network. We'll keep everybody apprised about that. Also, keep in mind, ladies and gentlemen, that I will be, of course, preparing the the matches, of course, here. As you know, as you as you know here, ladies and gentlemen, we uh, we did we did inform everyone. That the Iceman Jared DiGirolamo did pick up the, the new, did become the new Impact US Call Your Shot uh, champion. Uh, of course, keep in mind from the two Pierce Five Way matches we had following the Bound for Glory, Bound for Glory and Extreme Rules Prediction Title Challenge, but we were tied in the match for the WCW US Donnie Brook Championship. We have no idea, of course, ladies and gentlemen, if that tie. Has yet to be broken, and it seems right now that it is not. 
So, ladies and gentlemen, what it's going to stem down to is, is that, um, as I stated here before, Byron J. Brain, Ian McWilliams, and Daryl Dokes will not be completely out of the picture here. But what we're going to have to do is ask them just to please just to stand aside for just one little bit. As this, as this coming week, what we are going to do is that we are going to, of course, have a face-off for the WCWUS Donnybrook Championship. And, of course, it will be a – and we'll make a special type of match here for this. It will be down to between Jared Thornton and Mitt Patel. And whoever, of course, wins this match, of course, of course, we'll let you know the results, of course, next Friday on Revolution. Uh, will of course become the new Donnybrook champion. And as for the and as for the call your shot championship, uh, the Iceman will start defending his belt against the other folks that were that were of course a part of the of the big match here. And we will we're gonna start, of course, here, ladies and gentlemen, as JD as JD will have his first title defense against Quentin Davis. And then the following week, whoever wins that match will face Todd Robinson. And whoever wins that match will face off against Kayla Weaver. And, of course, whoever wins that match will face off against William Banks. So, J.D. will take on Quentin Davis first for the Impact U.S. Call Your Shot uh, Championship. So, we'll let you know about other results from that. Uh, from, uh, we'll, let, we'll let you know here, of course, here, ladies and gentlemen, as far as, of course, that uh, the, that is concerned. But we'll get him set up. And we'll keep you apprised as to how everybody will be doing. Until then, ladies and gentlemen, please take care and stay safe out there. And enjoy the rest of your weekend. <clears throat> Until then, ladies and gentlemen, since 2015, your source for everything in the world of pro wrestling, pop culture, and everything in between. This is, of course, ladies and gentlemen, the one and the only, the WCWUS Radio Network. And we come out, go out tonight here, ladies and gentlemen. We did, of course, start off with, of course, the theme to Hangman Adam Page, of course, in AEW. But we're going to close it out tonight with a classic wrestling theme. Of course, you might have heard this, of course, here before. It is, of course, the uh, um, it is, of course, from uh, back in 1987. It was sung by, of course, the Birdman himself, the Hall of Famer Coco Beware. The song was called Pile Driver. Take care and stay safe.
This is the WCWS Radio Network. Have a good evening, everyone. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> 